0: Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of broad and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit, let's tune in Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you are with us here. Here, we're live in the 1.30 uh, Eastern hour uh, on uh, something we like to call hump day. Is it hump day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not Whip'Em Out Wednesday? I thought it was Whip'Em Out Wednesday.
0: You know, maybe it should be Hill Day, as in over the hill. Uh, This just in, Mitch McConnell froze again. Oh, no. While answering reporters' questions, 30 seconds, aides had to uh, step in again and repeat the questions. He was addressing the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce Government Forum in covington kentucky he was then led away never to be seen again no that's just the uh <laughs> never to be seen <laughs> that's that's just the 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 uh first first version of the the story as it covington as it is that,
1: uh, covington's where the cincinnati airport is
0: yes it is yes okay. it is and it's where george clooney grew up is that where he I mean, grew? He did grow up in in, in I, Covington with his. I know dad, his
1: dad. Nick. His dad Nick would skip back and forth across the border for d- separate gigs in radio and television in Kentucky and Ohio.
0: Yep, yep. The Fifty Fifty Club for you Ohioans. You may remember ah. that. It was really old. It was called Good the Fifty job. Fifty Club. Well, Nick oh, Clooney boy. was also
1: Nick Clooney was also a host on AMC for a number of years, wasn't he? He did uh, some hosting of some movies, I believe. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. I think he was I mean one of the so. hosts when they they would present some of the movies and stuff on AMC.
0: Did a did a fine job there. Uh, anyway, we of course wish uh, uh, Leader McConnell uh, all the best. Well, it looks all- like
1: I got I got sandbagged
0: again, Joe. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the list. Yeah. Uh, before we uh, do the list. I was trying to figure out how to Venn diagram this, you know, with a couple of circles, and then you know the circles overlap, and then there's there's the middle. And uh, this is in no way, no way, uh, downplaying the seriousness of the hurricane in Florida and its aftermath, which is going to be uh, uh, pretty unbelievable. I haven't, I haven't heard the estimates yet. I haven't heard the worst. Disaster in American history, but we'll probably hear that. Um, But since it is Florida, and Florida does have a special breed of American inhabiting it, and an anti-government view of the world, the you won't tell me how to live my life, in effect, I'm a Floridian barely an american i don't have to take orders from from anyone above me and i was just wondering the venn diagram of on one side uh people who refuse to get vaccinated and would never wear a mask right versus people who did not evacuate and decided to ride out the hurricane because if you can't believe them on masks and you can't believe them on COVID, because they're making it up as part of the big government control, Marxist, Leninist, Anthony Fauci-led putsch. If you can't believe him on that, why would you believe the National Weather Service or even the guy on TV in your local market telling you to get out? Why would you believe Governor DeSantis telling you to get out? I am Florida, man, Florida, man. By the way, that's the Sven movie this weekend at eight o'clock on me. Florida, TV. Man. Florida man, Florida,
1: that's uh, I, I guess the narrative would be they're trying to chase you off your property so they can confiscate it. Would that be the, <laughs> that, the standing
0: narrative? Again, uh, remember our goal is every day to come up with a, a silly conspiracy theory yeah. and that's as good as any. I don't they they cooked up a hurricane to get me off of my property so wow. they could tell me that it's not inhabitable anymore so that uh, they could build an outpost to train little baby communists. Or something. <laughs> you can go as far as you want. There's, there's look at goal. what happened in Maui. Look what they did. They burned in
1: people out so they could get people in there to take over that land.
0: Look well, at it. that. Remember that thing in Texas a few years ago? That, that uh, supposedly there was some big area of Texas that was off limits to citizens because Obama was oh, yeah. was doing. I can't even remember what that. That was crazy. Guess, shit. It,
1: was, it was crazy as shit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the current epoch of this stuff goes, but I think a lot of this that I recall the current stuff. I think again, the John Birch Society was around many years ago before I was born and all that shit. But I remember when we were we first started at WZTK thousand four two thousand five, the big thing was the Amero. It was going to be the common currency of the United wow. States and Canada.
0: And I the, completely the Mexico I remember that. that word even exist what, what was the Amero again it was gonna was that a combination of a peso and a dollar and yeah a, we're
1: gonna give up the sovereignty of the dollar and it was just gonna be the common currency between the three nations and, and that went lockstep with the nafta super highway remember the nafta super highway
0: oh yeah the one that was uh, gonna go straight up i think was i-35 through yeah. texas yeah all the all the way north and and uh, all of our industry would be replaced it would be relocated to mexico and it would just get trucked up through uh texas and then and you wouldn't have to show no
1: ID or nothing there wouldn't be no customs or no immigration or nothing I, you just go
0: just right. go they could bring I'm drugs so, i'm so glad we're starting to to mine these yeah these origi- these originalist conspiracy theory ideas because you know what they all at one level connect at least psychically because they're always cooked up out of the imagination of people who uh, really don't have our best interests at heart. True. They really don't.
1: Well, you know, but, you know uh, this thing, uh, this thing in Florida, God bless these people that are going through this. Cause it's, you know, it's horrible. Uh, I've, I've been through hurricanes per se, and I've never lost property or had my life destroyed, but it's a miserable experience to have your power out. And for a number of days and stuff like that, the next Part of this is people trying to go back to see their homes and being stopped by uh, authorities. And then, you know, that turns ugly and that somebody gets shot. You know, that's the next uh, part of this thing once the thing
0: sweeps over. Well, I did spend uh, a little bit of extra time on Tuesday over on the Weather Channel where, truthfully, the people there really do know what the hell they're talking about. They really do in comparison to... You know, people on, on, on local TV or on the cable channels who are are weather people, the weather channel, those folks, they they do know their stuff. That one guy, the, the geeky guy in the who just yells all the time, who's the, the <laughs> hurricane expert, I can't remember his name. He was the head of the National Hurricane Center yeah. for about six years, about 10 years ago. So you know what I call that? A credential. I call that the real thing. Okay, so he gets to talk about hurricanes and what I did not know. And uh, this is the kind of thing that uh, an educated person kind of should know. Right. But I didn't know it. I had no idea. I've never been on the west coast of Florida. I've never been on the Tampa, St. Pete, Naples, Fort Myers side. I've never been around uh, what is uh, now known to everybody. And uh, another phrase that I'd never heard before, Big Bend. Big Bend. Big Ben, Lee Lee and Dixie counties. Never never heard it before. Never, Never heard it. Never been there before. But I did not realize that the Gulf of Mexico is so shallow for hundreds, thousands of yards, maybe even miles going out. So you could walk into the Gulf of Mexico on the beach there and keep going, and the water is not up over your head. And, of course, that's the difference. And that's why we are seeing today what we are seeing, because on the East Coast, where where we are, uh, all the way up and, and down from Maine to Florida, the ocean gets pretty deep pretty fast. And as a result, that's a helpful buffer for hurricanes. Not that we don't get damage from hurricanes, but it's different yeah. if it's shallow all the way in. And that allows the water to just rush in. Yep. I would almost compare it, at least the pictures I've seen to a, a a tsunami. Yeah. The water comes in that briskly and starkly and the storm surge is so overwhelming. Yeah. Way more than it would be if uh, this had happened uh, on on the uh the east coast or I guess even I guess the, um, the west coast, I don't know, but but uh, that was that was a very important explanation as to why you're seeing what you're seeing. Um Today, I suppose, because it's, and I, I think, they really got to re-explain the kind of irrelevance of a category two versus a category three versus a category four because I'm so glad you said that. All it all it has to do is with wind speed it's at just, that it, moment. That's it's, it's, all it has to do with. It's, it's completely a, it's, irrelevant. I'm glad you said that because it's just
1: weather porn. And there's there's stupid people who will go, I ain't gonna worry about it till it gets up to a three. The deadliest storms <laughs> that we've ever had, the deadliest and most yeah. expensive, have been tropical storms and ones. It's it's ridiculous for anybody to say, well, it ain't even a four yet. Why are we worried? It, it, that that is that's the words of an idiot. If you ever get anybody like that in your life who who says anything like that, they have no idea
0: what they're talking about. Now, I once saw a movie, it was called 10. Yeah. Okay. So it was like two category five hurricanes together. It was called 10. Okay. That's enough of that.
1: I never had, yeah, I never had a 10, but I did have two fives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's an old
1: joke, sorry.
0: All right. <laughs> Brad explains Clarence Thomas. All right. All right. Mugs for thugs. <laughs> Is your lawyer drunk? Call the Rudy hotline right now. You <laughs> made <laughs> more up shit's creek than you know. <laughs> and by the way, that's not even the worst Rudy story of the day. There's another yeah. one. And uh, finally, Jeffrey Epstein will not be called as a witness. All right. Well, you sold me on the Rudy thing, obviously. Is your lawyer drunk? You may be more injured than you think. Call now. Uh, This started getting a little uh, play on on Tuesday, and I find it uh, most interesting because, remember, a lot of Trump's defense – coming from various directions, is he didn't know. He he really believed X when the truth was Y. And since he believed X when the truth was Y, he isn't really responsible, okay? And uh, in the case of a person who was his lead lawyer for a long time, it appears that Rudy Giuliani was very, very often drunk and there were people around trump who were telling him that giuliani was drunk as if you need to be told when you're sitting there with someone who's drunk, drunk. yeah that they are drunk so this
1: is the same donald john trump who opposed, uh, supposedly does not imbibe does not drink in the least
0: right he's very sensitive to it i'm sure the <laughs> special counsels team asked witnesses if Trump had ever gossiped with them about Giuliani's drinking habits and if Trump had ever claimed Giuliani's drinking impacted his decision-making or judgment. This is reporting from Rolling Stone. So they're diving into this, and they're going to use it. Another question will be, was Trump actually warned about Giuliani's drinking habits, including after election night in 2020? They asked if any of the witnesses in the Oval Office or on the conference calls were aware of whether Rudy was drunk while giving legal advice and how drunk was he. <laughs> Which That was an old Johnny Carson monologue line, and then the whole crowd would go, How drunk, drunk is he? Yeah. Federal prosecutors often aren't interested in investigating mere alcohol consumption, but according to lawyers in the room with special counsel investigators Jack Smith and his team, they're interested in this subject. Because it could help demonstrate that Trump was implementing the counsel of somebody he knew was under the influence. And perhaps not thinking clearly. If that's the case, it could add fuel to the prosecutor's argument that Trump behaved with willful recklessness in his attempts to nullify the election. Or as it's known everywhere on TV, an election. Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) He interfered which election was it that he interfered with?
0: An election, Britt there always he, was,
1: was it Carter Mondale in seventy-six? Was there some
0: interference? An election <laughs> is not specific.
1: Was it that Hunt and Helms senatorial election back in 84? Was it that one? Uh,
0: in one of the Michael Wolf books, Landslide, The Final Days of the Trump Presidency, Wolf writes that America's mayor is drinking all the time. He is no if he's not constantly drunk, he's certainly buzzed. so
1: (laughs) wait a minute it's not just it's not just trump that would have i mean it would have been fairly obvious because the guy again the guy's not trying to hide this in any way shape or form like Sidney powell and uh eastman those those, uh, the whole hee-haw gang probably would have been pretty easily clued into the fact that this guy's sauced right it wouldn't it wouldn't have been that big a mystery wouldn't it
0: well but if he's telling you what you want to hear i guess donald Trump then what do you do you ignore yeah, the, the fact that drunk. you know he's drunk and in donald trump's mind i can just i can just hear him thinking to himself that oh there's rudy he's bomb but he's telling me what i want to know and that's really all that's important you never ever make the shouldn't even use this word intellectual leap <laughs> to get to the point where if this ever gets adjudicated I don't get to get a get out of jail free card because Rudy was drunk, and I took advice from him. I was supposed to not take advice from him, and I can't use that advice as a defense for myself. So that's that's Rudy's story uh, number one. All right. The uh, second one is actually more important and uh, more important actually to Rudy himself. Uh, in a default judgment today, being Wednesday, Rudy was held liable in the defamation lawsuit filed by the two election workers in Georgia. You know who they are, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss. Mm-hmm. You've seen the video now a hundred times of them talking about what was done to them, how their lives were ruined. This is uh, Giuliani who started this, accusing them of mishandling ballots in Atlanta, in an election. No, in the 2020 election, case will still go to trial, but the game is already over. The trial is only to determine how much the damages will be from broke Rudy.
1: That has to be. And, again, he, he doesn't have any money. He's broke and he's drunk, which makes you – I mean, it, if you look at a common drunk on the side of the road as you go downtown – under a bridge somewhere, that's basically Rudolph Giuliani right now. If that guy had a better suit and maybe some uh, mascara pouring down his face, then that guy would essentially be Rudolph Giuliani. America's mayor, Brad. America's mayor. Uh, look at how the mighty have fallen. Uh, I would say in the damages part, it's going to be extraordinary. It sure. is extraordinary because these people, their names were spread near and far. They received death threats. You can easily show damages easily show damages and it's going to be uh, whatever amount of money it is if it's five dollars he can't afford it he can't pay it but it's going to be well
0: beyond that I'll, I'll give you some parameters here in just a second this case will be heard in dc district court for later this year or in the year 2029 like trump won't no, in, or early next year
1: 2029.
0: <laughs> last month see this this stuff comes so quickly, you miss it. Yeah, it does. I certainly miss this. Giuliani last month filed a motion that said he does not contest the accusations. He conceded that he made false statements about the women, that he lied. He later said it was a move towards having the case dismissed. He thought that would get him out from under... No, it didn't work that way. Uh-uh. Uh, the judge, Burl he said that his... Stipulations, quote, had more holes than Swiss cheese and found him liable for defamation, intentional infliction of emotional distress, civil conspiracy and punitive damage claims. Judge ordered then Giuliana to pay one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars in sanctions for failing to turn over evidence. And I would assume that is just the beginning of the tab that Rudy is going to have to pay off. And he still faces. The election uh, felony-related charges, along with uh, Trump and the other seventeen, yes, yeah, like Trump Giuliani. So yeah, that gets you to nineteen. Yeah. Hey, nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> we can't dance together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You well, know, that's, I, I that's mean, bankruptcy
1: bankruptcy can't be far behind. I mean, that has to be. There's got to be somebody screaming at him. You got to you got to claim bankruptcy because
0: there's no yeah, way. I don't know how that works. I don't know if you get a gigantic judgment and you can't pay. I mean. Look at the judgment that Alex Jones has against him. It's in the billions, and and as uh, fantastic as he is, yeah, uh, he hasn't made billions of dollars uh, as the hack that uh, he's been all these these years. But he, I don't think he's declared bankruptcy, and I don't think declaring bankruptcy gets you out from underneath these kinds of obligations. But uh, I don't think we're so. Lawyers, either. we don't know. But that's gonna, gonna, you know, that's gonna send his
1: stupid, his stupid son Andrew down to Trump again with hat in hand. Can you please give Daddy some money, Daddy?
0: Wait, if he's not gonna pay his "quote unquote" legitimate legal bills, yeah. what makes you think that Trump is gonna pay? I don't know. Some kind of uh, math. Trump doesn't even pay his own judgments against, him, right?
1: <laughs> well, like, but he just keep Why begging is he for money. Pay yours. Look, they, they, they just got to keep begging. They just got to keep hoping uh, Trump will throw him some bones, you know, at some point. Uh, but. I, it's, it's very sad. It's very, I I never bought into the 9-11 action figure, Rudolph Giuliani uh, myth that was going around. I never, I mean, I thought for what he did, he did a good job, but this is, I, I could not have imagined the depths that he could have gone to at this point. And it's just, it gets worse and worse, but he deserves all of it. I'm not saying that he doesn't. These poor women, oh my God, what their lives have been over the past couple of years has been tremendous. It's been awful. And they deserve every freaking penny they can shake out of that guy.
0: Well, see, that's the problem. <laughs> There's not a lot to shake, yeah. but who knows? Who who knows? He may have maybe malpractice insurance pays for, I don't know. I, don't know maybe I, I really don't have
1: Whatever anything. property that he owns, forget it whatever property or whatever, if you got anything in the savings account. I I don't know. Can you go after his pension?
0: (laughs) I think I saw something the other day where he's been trying to sell an apartment that he owns in Manhattan, but it it was just for a couple of million dollars, not a lot of money by the standards that we're we're, we're talking about here. All right. Here we go. Back to the list. Uh, Mugs for thugs. The Republican anti-abortion two-step. Um, and Jeffrey Epstein will not be called as a witness.
1: Oh, give me the two-step. I love a good two-step.
0: Oh, you like this? Sure. Uh, This is a story in today's New York Times, and this is so transparently pathetic, and it's so desperate that you know it's not going to work. Here it is. You ready? Republican women fearing backlash on abortion pivot to birth control. That's right. Yeah. We don't want to talk about abortion because we're getting killed on it. Yeah. State by state by Republican state in referenda in the race for the Supreme Court seat in Wisconsin. It's a dead bang loser. It yeah. Is. Our hero, Trump, got us three hack judges. To overturn Roe versus Wade, but reap the whirlwind. This is the be careful for what you wish for moment. And so, if you're a Republican congressperson, uh, particularly if you're in one of those Joe Biden won the district uh, um, places, I think mean, it was 18 or 19 of them, and you're getting pounded because you just had to watch the debate last week to watch the candidates one up themselves on who can be the 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 toughest son of a bitch on abortion and Nikki Haley trying to play the uh, I'm not so crazy card but don't worry she'll come around if time ever comes um they want to now talk about access to contraception appearing mm-hmm. to embrace access to contraception which by the way Britt, Has there been a problem in this country related to access to contraception?
1: Well, now, you've had a couple of pharmacists who have tried to pull that bullshit with their conscience, who have said that they won't give to blah, 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 blah. But no, otherwise, uh, despite those anecdotal and rare instances. I do remember Tom Tillis in a senatorial debate when he was running for Senate the first time, uh, saying that he was going to try to make sure that uh, birth control was free birth control was free and i, I don't yeah. recall that happening so has not, he been-
0: it's not really a pro- so last week at the debate nikki haley said oh god can't we all agree contraception should be available who said it shouldn't be available you know what Br- they may as well get out there and say you know what ibuprofen should be available can we all agree on that i
1: think we all agree on it right we're all good on that
0: can we think of other things that really no one disagrees on. That we all can.
1: I'll, although I would, on. I got, I got to kind of push back on you a little bit. If you did the hand raising thing among those people on stage, who thinks that contraception should be readily available for all women? There would be some guys with the with the alligator arms that would uh, want to see what. I don't think Ramaswamy would say that. And you know what, Ramaswamy would, p- 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 would pivot to. They're handing out birth control pills to eleven-year-olds. Any, you know, some bullshit like that.
0: Well, I'm sorry. He he doesn't have much to stand on because his family is from which country? India. Which country now has the most people in the world?
1: It's India. <laughs> it's India.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe we should have a little more on. birth control there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Fair. think that's, a, that's kind Fair. of an issue. Championing access to contraception in those places, in those states, in those districts is, quote, smart politics and good policy. Says Nicole McCleskey, Republican pollster. Republicans have long said we need to find alternatives to abortion, and this is one. There are lots of Republicans who have long standing records of promoting contraception. It's a meaningful effort to engage women voters. First of all, it's a lie. If there was ever some kind of organized or below radar opposition to contraception it was among republican politicians because remember it was well if you allow them to have too much they'll just fuck too much (laughs) they'll use sex for something other than procreation which the bible and jesus says that's the only reason you can be having it remember that am i I making up something no no
1: you can't can't do that you can't have them have that stuff and there was oh god
0: wouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't that stance that they're trying to make the pivot the attempted pivot to fool everyone in this country all the women who've been voting in record numbers all the people who show up for these uh, referenda the last year since the overturning of roe versus Wade, to forget about that and actually think about contraception as an issue this is the all-time how stupid do they think we are but and I'll ask you, you might have a little bit more insight on this than I do. I'm sure you will. Shouldn't, by definition, the evangelicals be a little bit upset over this, too?
1: Uh, they are, but they got the baby thing. So they're kind of still yeah. in the afterglow of all that. Yeah. Uh, they got the not kill baby thing, which they consider is a big victory. So, they're, again, they're still
0: working on the afterglow of that that whole situation. Some women in the House who are Republicans introduced something called the Orally Taken Contraception Act of 2023. Hmm. Wonder what that's about. So, we're
1: uh, that that's to separate from things like an IUD, I suppose. I'm sure it is. And IUDs are objectionable because, comma, comma, comma,
0: chameleon. All right. This, But this, this is the best they've got. And if this is the best they've got, they know that this is going to be hung around every Republican running for every office in this country next year. And there's no way out of it. And I never thought of contraception as a bright, tiny object. Look over here <laughs> while we're... Uh, uh, telling women they really don't have control over their bodies when it really, really matters over here. Don't look at that. Look at this. Look at this. There's no way. And and the reverse Orwellian stupid naming of this legislation is so degraded I and mean, it, it, it's so demeaning is the, the influence taking contraception act of 2023.
1: Now is the in- inference here that we uh we Republican women are trying to protect oral contraceptives. Those damn liberals are trying to keep you from having them. Is that is that the inference?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm, was, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, it, it may have to do with uh excluding everything else trying to knock down other forms, right? Uh you know, they should get uh, Oprah, Oprah to do a commercial for the Democrats. You get a condom. You get a condom. Everybody gets a condom.
1: <laughs> but it's—I uh, think the main thing, the the key takeaways—they're just trying to pivot away any way they can because they know it's a dead bang loser. It's—we know that for the last couple of elections, it's been the suburban women who have decided the elections, particularly in large cities, and we talk about the swing states the Milwaukee's and we talk about the Pittsburgh's and the Philadelphia's places like that. Also Richmond and Raleigh, Durham. Okay. Uh, we know that um, that issue is a complete winner for the democratic side. We know that the younger voters who came out a lot in 2020 are motivated greatly by this. And if the democratic party can harness the younger voters, they're going to be in really good shape and it should absolutely hundred percent be an issue. I, this is this is where the Republicans kind of lose okay. it. Oh, why are we talking about abortion? That's all you guys fucking did. You obsessed for fifty years over it. Of
0: course, of course. But but Britt, what's one thing we know about Republicans and this kind of attempt to shift the argument? It's always based usually on a lie, on a deception, on a we're going to do this, but here's what we're really going to do, and uh, here you go more from the times the republican playbook on contraception that they're running with right now is not new in 2015 former senator kelly ayat of new hampshire toiling to appeal to moderate women voters and obviously it didn't work because she's former senator yeah. kelly ayat she introduced a similar bill that purported to allow women greater access to contraception by encouraging the drug makers and the fda to make it easier to sell contraceptive pills over the counter. Hey, okay, we're, we're all on board with that. The Democrats called bullshit <laughs> on the bill. They said it was a political ploy. They said it would result in less access to contraception because it would allow insurance companies to stop covering the other types of birth control. How interesting. Aha! Uh-huh. How interesting Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah. See what they were doing there. I see it. See what the game is. It's what they do.
1: I yeah, I, I think the Democrats have I don't think there's any downside to hanging this around every Republican running for office's neck. No. This is a, a very unpopular I, I I'm 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 very glad that the American people have reacted in the way they have. I'm sorry that it got to the point where the women's bodies had to be taken away from them in order for this to happen, but hopefully this will lead to a positive outcome where we can finally codify this uh, women's mm. access to abortion.
0: All right, two things left here. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein will not be called as a witness. Yeah. Or mugs for thugs. Well, you also you
1: need to explain Clarence
0: Thomas to us. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. I forgot all about. Yeah, don't you got to go? You got yeah, why don't you start there? Why don't you explain Clarence Thomas to us? All right. And this is a Brad exclusive. A <laughs> Brad, you actually thought of something that you're not reading off of something? Mm-hmm. You actually thought of it? Yes, it is. An original thought, ladies and gentlemen. An original thought. So you'll you'll know it's uh, it's uh, well thought out. And clearly intellectually sound. Uh, you may have seen this the other day. Over 100 former clerks, law clerks of Clarence Thomas... Signed, or have agreed to sign an open letter rejecting attacks on his integrity, oh. his character, yeah. or his ethics. Now, at that point, you're going, "Oh, you got to be careful." Well, of course, they were they're beholden to him because he. Wait a minute. There's a lot more to it. In this letter, they do not explain why taking half million dollars in vacations, or private school tuition, or cash under the table, delivered to his wife, or the RV, or all the other stuff without disclosing it as required by federal law, in which he knew was required under federal law, at least as late as 2012. But they're unequivocally rejecting anybody asking about those details anyway. They're just saying he's a great guy. And by the way, one of the uh, signees of that letter, you know him, you love him. You can't march up to the Capitol without him on January 6th. John Eastman, he's one of the signees. Okay. Um, So here's my theory on Clarence Thomas. And really, they, they do not for one second attempt to defend the actual things that we know that he did. They just want you to know that on the U.S. Supreme Court, quoting from their letter, is a justice descended from West African slaves and born to a young mother, not more than 20, in segregated Georgia. Home was Pinpoint, Georgia among the Gulagichi and oysters and marshlands of Georgia. His father left, and a fire took all he had and the shack where he lived. He chose the seminary to finish school, set on becoming a priest. He was at times the only black seminarian among a sea of white faces. Then came 1968. King was assassinated. Then Kennedy. It transformed him. He left behind hopes of the priesthood. He found black power. He wrote about revolution. He protested. This is the story of Justice Clarence Thomas. It's a story that should be told in every American classroom, at every American kitchen table, in every anthology of American dreams realized. Clarence Thomas, a man of unwavering principle, he welcomes the lone dissent. So that's the letter. This is my theory. Clarence Thomas is a one-man man individual slavery reparations being
1: mm-hmm.
0: he has decided
1: so all all of the slavery reparations should be just focused on this one guy
0: well you can't say that <laughs> no but that's and what I guarantee, you, Brit, I guarantee you if the issue of slavery reparations for that's instance, great Let's say, and I think the way this would actually work, if it ever did work, and I don't think it's going to get, there would have to be federal legislation, right? It'd have to be passed by the House and the Senate, signed by the President, and then someone would file a lawsuit to see if it's constitutional. And you know damn well that Clarence Thomas would vote against that in a second, right? right? He'd be the first guy to say that people alive today have no responsibility for what was done uh 165 years ago he beat but but because those are slavery reparations but in his own head he, he grew pass. up yeah it, he grew up in a situation tantamount to slavery modern slavery with nothing no opportunities and he beat it and he won and he's going to cash in so he should be able to get free he,
1: plane rides, free plane yeah, rides yeah.
0: and vacations. This is my explanation for Clarence Thomas. In his head, these are just reparations due for a childhood of grinding poverty. And he did make that mistake, taking the fork in the road instead of uh, using his Yale law degree to work at a giant law firm which he says no one would talk to him because they all thought he was an affirmative action baby <laughs> or
1: or it could be because he was a sexually harassing creep that might have been while
0: nobody why nobody wanted to talk to him but then he took the <laughs> average paying job what's a supreme court justice I think about 250 300
1: 250, a year yeah plus a nice pension right? and health care and which all that is, stuff
0: yeah. he's got all that stuff that that was never going to be enough and so through the Concept of individual personal reparations. Right. All right. Everything is open season. What do you think? What do you think? Do you like well, it? And
1: also, yeah, this is funny. This this is the part of slavery that Republicans want taught. This one guy's experience is what they want taught. And and would, would Governor DeSantis say that uh his ancestors received some very important um skills, some teaching of skills that allowed Clarence Thomas to become a lawyer and, and rise to the position he's in? Would Governor DeSantis make that that claim?
0: It doesn't matter. You go
1: for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have uh I have some of the audio from the Mitch McConnell situation if you want to hear it and if it sucks oh, we'll just cut we'll just cut it out of the podcast. This okay. is WLWT Channel 5 in Cincinnati. All right. And the question the reporter is going to go with here is are you running for re-election in 2026? Here we are. This is it. What are
0: my thoughts about what running for re-election He's frozen. Six. Seven.
1: Did you hear the question, three, Senator, running for re-election
0: in 2026? 10, Ten. Eleven. Twelve.
1: Now, I'll pause 15. there to say that was an aide that came up to him to repeat the question to see if he heard it, and he's still...
0: We're 13 seconds in counting. All right. I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. 15, 16. 17. 18. 19. 20, 20.
1: 23 twenty-three. Twenty-four. Okay. They now have two aides that have come up to him and they are on either side of him and they're kind of talking to him quietly.
0: Okay. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. I'm, I, I know I shouldn't, Brit, but you know, the real issue here, it's, it's the fact that Joe Biden is unfit to be president. <laughs> clearly.
1: Joe Biden is.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Just,
1: uh, it's if you're judging the uncomfortableness of the first one, when he was having the press conference and then the, his Senate pals have to kind of got him away. And, Oh, I think worse. Yeah, this is probably worse. <laughs> i say this one was worse than that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this one's not good at all. Now, see, I don't know how it works if he actually were to resign his Senate seat, because, of course, there's a Democratic, Democratic governor, governor in yeah. Kentucky, and yeah. some states allow the governor to appoint anybody they want. Other That's states awesome. say that you have to appoint someone of the same political party. Or in this case, we're only uh, a year and a half away from a federal election, and so the seat might stay open if he were to resign. On the other hand, he'll probably take the uh, Dianne Feinstein route and just completely deteriorate and uh, become like that, that celery that you just don't throw out. It's in it's the bottom in, of the fridge forever and you know it starts to turn brown <laughs> and it's called it liquidity it's mushy it's just, oh my god <laughs> that, that, that's going to be that's going to be Mitch McConnell although since it's Kentucky I guess it could be like a tobacco leaf or <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. and and by the way as always we wish him well
1: well i mean it's i there but for the grace of god go i you don't know i mean t- 20 years 15 years whatever for me i could be up there uh i, mean, I wouldn't be in front of a group of people because nobody cares what but, i have to say but you know you i'm never that know. way now you know that.
0: <laughs> i've been that way since you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> M- let's finish let's finish with mugs for thugs no mugs for thugs Uh, this one's been floating around since the mugshot was taken of Trump and it's built and it's built and it's built that as, uh, Trump supposedly is a record fundraising. The world's never seen as much money come in. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, this is really, really going to help cement his support in the black community because, well, Donald Trump be down. Donald Trump be tough. Donald Trump be a crip. Donald Trump, he's a tough guy. He's from the hood, right? Aren't he's, you? He, aren't you? Right, aren't you, remember, you do, all, remember, all black people are thugs. And well, that's like, true. Uh, they're yeah. thugs. Oh, they do. So they're do, a thug. Well, don't you love how
1: street that Fox News has gotten in the past seven days? Yeah. Did, didn't Jesse Waters say something like, uh, my garbage man talked to me and said he liked Trump because he looked rough. How many conversations have you had with your garbage people over the past? I don't know. How long have you lived where you've lived? 20 years more? Well,
0: to, to use the <laughs> phrase, gar- <laughs> everything, you, so you, sp- you could not get more racist if you tried.
1: <laughs> there's just no self there's using no re- in that context there's oh no reflection there's just no reflection at all like man i could really sound pretty fucking racist if i say that oh, okay yeah that's going to help me with my audience I- i'll say it sure oh it's good shit <sighs> mugs for thugs man
0: mugs for th- that's mine that's another one of mine i don't know <laughs> Two original
1: original thoughts in one day. We better call it quits right now.
0: I better let it rest.
1: (laughs) Next thing you know, you'll be freezing up and having a couple people go, "Uh, Bradley, can I get you some juice?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. All right.